listening to Rumination Law and Gospel on this Thursday, December the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2019. And we are live in the studio, and with us is Pastor Wes Reimness. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you? Well, I'm doing really good, and you really made our house very happy. Because the <laughs> item you came up with, we're going to be talking about Ohio State. My wife, of course, was born in Ohio. Her two sisters are still there in Columbus and Dayton. And I tell you, they go crazy when Ohio State plays, especially Michigan, because they say that that's the greatest, actually, football game uh, during this season. Everybody is watching that. And, of course... The Ohio State crushed Michigan again this year uh, a number of times. But you found an article about one of the Ohio State stars, J.K. Dobbins. And his name was mentioned a whole number of times. He scored four touchdowns in the game against Michigan. And somebody actually... One of the commentators on national television said something about him that I think a lot of people were surprised. What was that? Well, I I was listening to the game, too, and I had run across this comment where he had talked about that his mother became pregnant with him when she was uh, 18 years old and uh, went on to keep the baby she had gone to a doctor another article i read said it was planned parenthood that she had gone to and she came out of there changed her mind and had to, had a baby and she called it a miracle baby and that baby was grew up to be jk dobbins in, in other words she was going to do an abortion but then yeah. changed her mind and called it a miracle baby jk dobbins and boy, what what else can you say uh, uh, about what you found out? Well, as I said, uh, other articles pointed out it was Planned Parenthood, but uh-huh. his his mother Myra went on to to earn a degree in finance, and, and that's kind of interesting because uh, she worked to keep the child. She she was a uh, quite an athlete in volleyball and basketball and seemed to have scholarships and colleges, gave all that up to, to have the baby and work towards uh, uh, keeping him and developing work ethics and things of that nature with her son. In, in fact, uh, Live Action is a pro-life organization, and they applauded Dobbin's mom for making the decision she did. We understand that Dobbins is a Christian, and he's pro-life, and he's one of the finest players on Ohio State. Oh, I mean, not just only that that he plays well, but just uh, a delightful person to be around, very upbeat, uh, is is a uh, team leader, you know, works on uh, being with him, even though it's Ohio State. Yes. The the article you sent me was really good because they indicated that this story 
and the several seconds today that a Fox announcer on a live broadcast spoke about this, and here's their quote, this will save more lives than anyone might have imagined. And the reason they say that, all babies have worth, even ones that don't grow up to be football stars. Yeah, I thought that was quite a, a statement, and I, and I would have to agree with it, that that life is, is sacred or very valuable, and uh, every baby, you know, regardless of how it comes into the world, is 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 a life worth saving and uh, growing into adulthood. I've often said the people who pick up our uh, garbage on our block, I really have a lot of respect for because they just don't throw the cans down. They often replace them as they are properly to be done, etc. And, and that's a vocation that is really important from God's point of view in order to keep a, a clean environment. It just so happens one of the congregations I'm serving, I'm serving four of them right now, uh, one of the individuals came to me and he's a custodian. And each time he, like he was bragging about the, the church that he had been, shirt he had been given for Christmas uh, as a, a custodian. And I'm sure I would want to hire him because that's quite a worthwhile uh, task to have. In, in fact, it's important to understand that every child has worth. I would I would agree with that. I mean that that's why I picked up on this this story here, is that uh, you know here here's an instance of a person that uh, went ahead and had their baby, and look at how the life had turned out. And it's the same way with, with like you say, whether they're football players or not, that uh, is is a valuable, very valuable lesson for us to learn that that uh, the life that the people live here on earth. And it's a great time to talk about it during Christmas because we often look at uh, the birth the of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, the birth of John the Baptist, where Mary comes and meets her cousin Elizabeth. Remember that, Luke uh, chapter 1? Oh, yeah, the, one. no doubt. Yeah, if you're a person who has no problem with murdering a child in the womb, can you imagine if that had been Joseph's attitude? Ooh. Yeah, Planned Parenthood for Jews, huh? Boy, I tell you. It's just horrible. And now, what is the Democratic Party saying? That they're not going to support any Democrat unless they're pro-abortion. Uh, that's like, you know, Hitler talking about that. I'm not going to support anybody in my army unless they're uh, against Jews. Because... A lot of abortions are killing Jewish babies. Uh, more are killing black babies. In fact, there was a very interesting article in Time magazine recently uh, that I read that um, Mrs. Clinton had asked mm -hmm. a certain nun. And what was her name? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. She says, how come... We still don't have a woman president in the United States. And Mother Teresa replied, probably because she was aborted. Ouch. And that was in Time magazine. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. how many losses have we had where God had people he could have prepared to really help out the nation, and instead they're murdered in the womb? That just doesn't uh, and, make any sense. And not just only future presidents, but doctors, lawyers, engineers, technicians, pastors, teachers, you, you name it. Custodians. <laughs> yeah, custodians. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I worked for, um, I had a break uh, between schools. I had gotten out of one school a little early, and I was waiting to get into the senior college here and. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Missouri Synod. So I, I worked for Chrysler for a little bit. And mm. it was really important what I had to do. I was putting on axles on big trucks. And there was even a kind of an individual who went around and tested uh, the strength of the bolts that I put on to make sure that they were at the right tension. Because if they weren't, I mean, you see this every now and then on television where all of a sudden the back axle totally falls off of a truck and causes an accident. Now, that doesn't seem to be that big a deal uh, using a, a machine to tighten the bolts. But, boy, it was really necessary and it had to be done and it had to be done properly. So that's even a vocation that God is pleased with. Well, you know what I did before I went to the seminary? I'm not sure we should put it over the radio, but what was it? <laughs> Worked at a macaroni factory, spaghetti factory. Oh, really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. What was your specific job? I was in the shipping department. I had to take the, the boxes of macaroni and spaghetti, whatever it was that it was yeah. coming up from from the floor, packaging floor, and, and stack it on the pallets and then take a forklift and put it in its proper proper positions. Yeah. And, I, uh, go ahead. And, and it so happened that the vast majority of the people that I worked with were Christians, predominantly Roman Catholic and uh -huh. a few Baptists. I was a little lone Lutheran in the bunch. Boy. I bet you had some good conversations. Really did. I kind of like that program where they tell you how things are made, like M&Ms and such, and it's just amazing the automation that has been involved now where just a few individuals can bring out hundreds and hundreds of boxes a day uh, because there's a long line of machines. One thing follows the other, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody had to invent that. Somebody had to have the smarts to do that. I was just talking to Louise recently, and I said, let's say the whole world, every person died and it was just her and me. There is no way we could figure out how to make a plane to, to fly or fly. to do or, or a car or anything. We don't have any knowledge in those areas at all. I, I talked to a, a Lutheran engineer for a razor blade factory. You know how many razor blades they make in a, in a day? No. Four million. Wow. Yeah. And he, he was an engineer that had to help keep the design of the, of the machines all in order, along with other fellow engineers and mechanics and operators uh, of the machinery. But four million razors razor blades a, a day. 
The recently I've gone through some uh, medical situations and I'm really getting better. I'm back on the radio now and such. And uh, I, I discovered something. I have about twelve doctors. I have an eye doctor who really could not do heart surgery. I have a heart doctor who knows nothing about how to take care of feet. I have a foot doctor who doesn't have any idea how to take out a gallbladder. Um, And I suddenly thought about that, that in the area of medicine, each doctor has a specific calling. And I I feel that's the same way in almost all businesses. Uh, for, For example, at Chrysler, some people were just satisfied, and there's no problem with this, in being on the line and putting together, whereas other people wanted to be the foreman and help direct it to make it more efficient and get more done. And they came up with an idea at Chrysler where I was working. They had one room where the biggest trucks were made because they couldn't be on the line. And those men were paid the same amount we were, but... If they did more than one truck a day, they got extra. And I remember no day that I was there and found out about it that they ever did less than one truck because they were motivated. And see, that's the same about pastors. There are some ministers who are very good professors. Other ministers are very good at preaching. Others very good at teaching. Others very good at visiting. Like, I'm not very good at teaching Sunday school for kids who are three, four, five years old. So uh, that's why I had wonderful Sunday school teachers. I would go over with them the law and gospel of every Sunday school lesson ahead of time and then let them uh, deal with those children. Uh, One of them even uh, criticized that I wasn't that good in talking to Three, four, five, and I understand why. I like to give deep insights. Insights, yes. They don't understand them. <laughs> Not when you're three, yeah. four, five. They don't care what the Greek word was, etc. <laughs> that I like talking about. So even in the area of uh, ministers, I mean, there are some who are prison chaplains or. I don't think I could be a military chaplain. I don't think I have those gifts. But when I listen to those who have those gifts. So the point we're trying to make on this program, how many gifts did God want to give through people whom were aborted? And that's Mm. something we need to think about. Yeah, and really I liked your theme in the promo where you said we're going to talk about pro-life. You know, yes. and the celebration of, of of life and and all that it has uh, with with uh, people and this Dobbins was a good good jump off point for us to talk about that. Well, for example, I see a lot of stories, and of course, read things that most people wouldn't read because they're kind of for pastors. But uh, recently, there was a young man who was not aborted, but they knew he was going to be born with no arms. Mm. And uh, he was born, and right now he's a tremendous writer. And he loves life because his parents loved him enough to make sure he was born and then trained him. And it was quite amazing watching him. And I think even you have this program where you can talk 
to the computer, computer. and what you say appears uh, on a sheet on the computer. Oh, there's so much you can do. I, I've seen uh, one-handed basketball players and be stars with their own development. I mean, there's just a variety of of them. Those that have lost legs and have got artificial limbs and go out there and race and yes, uh, run races and various sports activities. So, so God prepared for those people by using other people to make discoveries either of a medical nature, attaching limbs, etc., and how they work. Uh, I, I believe that there is a machine that is uh, placed on your head and just by thinking will do things for you. Yeah, and it was a person with a vocation that invented that. So, I mean, just wherever you go, where you're talking about life and, and vocation, you know, these are lives that, that are all important. And how much have we aborted yes. of those those gifts? That's what we need to be thinking about, that we're taking away from God a potential life that could really make a difference. For example... Issues Etc. had an excellent program recently and taught me something I hadn't really realized. And it was all about this, that we need to be helping unbelievers out, making sure they have enough food and clothing and shelter, because Jesus died on the cross. And when Mm. I first heard that, I didn't understand what they were talking about. And then it suddenly hit me, well, they explained, that had Jesus not died on the cross then the judgment of God would still be coming against the world because of our sin. There would be no way out of our sin because nobody who was sinless had taken upon himself our punishment. And therefore, there wasn't much necessity in helping out unbelievers because there was no way they were going to be saved at all. But because he died on the cross, we want to keep unbelievers alive as long as possible in case they might be able to hear the message of Jesus Christ and be saved. I don't know how old Saul was when he became Paul on that road to Damascus, but I'm sure he was very happy that he had lived that long, regretted his former life, and became a missionary and apostle for Jesus Christ under much suffering. Right, and it shows God's wonderful grace that he took one who was uh, an enemy and br- brought him into the, the kingdom through through the word and baptism. There's, there's also a very special event coming up that uh, I think we should mention. Go ahead. That March for Life that's coming up in yes. uh, Washington, Washington D.C. DC in January. January 24th, 2020. And if they go to org, our, our national site, and type in uh, March for Life in the search, they can get details on, on uh, how they can participate if they want to be out there for, for us from the LCMS. It appears that there's always a growing number from year to year. And, of course, uh, something happened uh, at one of them that never happened before, where the president of the United States actually addressed the pro-life group. Uh, that was yeah. really wonderful. 
And so we're just fortunate we're living at a time right now where even though there's a Democratic Party who's not going to be supporting any Democrats unless they're pro-murder against children oh, wow. in the womb, um, we are still having uh, a, a wonderful Supreme Court, and perhaps I can even get stronger in the area of pro-life, because it seems to me that is the issue. I was reading the Post-Dispatch today, which is a horrible newspaper in regard to the President of the United States, Trump. They're always mm -hmm. negative about him. And here they have pictures of professors who were making the point that what he has done is definitely impeachable. And they spent about four pages talking about these guys. And I, I'm trying to figure out where the Republicans, with their professors, showing that they don't feel what he's done is impeachable at all, or else you would have impeached a lot of other presidents under these grounds. And uh, perhaps they are doing it, but the Post-Dispatch simply... Every time I pick up the Post-Dispatch and I see a Trump article, I know I'm going to be looking at a lie. Well, they did allow a, a pro speaker to, to, to come, but that's all they allowed him was one. And he happened to be a Democrat who was liberal who said that this doesn't rise to being impeachable. I had not heard that. Because yeah, I read was, the Post-Dispatch, and it's not in there. <laughs> I happened to catch it on TV for about five, ten minutes oh, and listen to him. That's he great. Was, he was, so he, they, they did have one, but they were only allowed one. They weren't allowed three like the others. Boy. And I'll, I'll bet you they should do a study of those three who want to impeach Trump, and I'll guarantee you they're all pro-abortion. Yes. Yeah, one of them did come out and say that. Yes. Uh, that's what's really running this country now. Do women have the right to murder their children in the womb? And a lot of people are saying they did. And how they cannot understand how that is kind of a Nazi understanding of reality is beyond me. But that's how strong the devil has become in our society. Society. Yeah, we're... we're I, I, I know women who are really decent women, and yet they're still struggling whether they're pro-life or pro-abortion. And it, it's just ridiculous that the church has to do a much better job. I don't know when you preach, but often I'll have in the prayers uh, that we got to look carefully at both life prior to birth and life of older people. That's right. Because Those are two critical issues, yes. Because we've got states that now allow doctors to murder older people if they decide that they want a suicide. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, and, and hence, like, like today, where we talk about a pro-life and, and the wonderful gifts God has given to us through the individuals that live, whether they're football players, custodians, teachers, doctors, lawyers, you name it. That's why it's important when you uh, want to join a church that you're very careful. The uh, ELCA now is not even Lutheran anymore. They no longer send missionaries out. And the reason they don't is because they don't believe that anybody is going to go to hell. It's called mm. universalism. It was taught at their latest convention. And they also voted down the idea that Jesus, when he was saying 
that he wants all people to come to him. Uh, they thought that that was very, very unfortunate when a layman said that, and they criticized him severely for quoting Jesus uh, against one of their uh, uh, resolutions. So, first of all, just don't look at the name on the sign, but visit churches to see what they're really preaching and teaching and with whom they are affiliated. Because if you're giving money to an ELCA church, you're giving money to support homosexuality, abortion, and many other things that are contrary to the Word of God. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Contrary to the Word of God, we search for churches that preach the, the Word of God. And administer the sacraments rightly with closed right. communion, etc. Now, I, I bet there's a lot of people who might have some questions about what you and I are talking about today. Well, they'll have an opportunity tomorrow. It's Open Mic Friday. And I'll be glad to take any questions and any corrections if uh, you and I have said something that is incorrect, which I don't believe it was. But thanks very much, so. Wes. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow, Open Mic Friday. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.